Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop roleplaying and escape room puzzles. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, but just for Ravenclaws. Each episode, our puzzle master, Danny, creates a room out of her own mind and has guests run through it. But not every episode. In this episode, our last escape room for the year, we've got a special guest puzzle master. Dave is a fan of the show, but he's also a puzzle designer. He's worked on large-scale mystery events, and he's spoken about puzzle design at national conferences. So when he contacted us and said he had a room on hand and asked if he wanted to play it, we jumped at the idea. Now, we'll meet Dave in just a second, but before we do, I wanted to say thanks to everybody who's been listening. The show's been much more of a success than we thought it might have been. It's been really lovely to see people playing the games and reviewing the show on iTunes or on Facebook. It's been a really lovely response from the community, and so we'd like to just say thanks for everybody who's been supporting the show. Uh, We will be taking a break from rooms over this Christmas holiday. Production has already started on season two, so we'll be getting to that quite early on next year. Uh, Until then, we'll try and produce some sort of content over the break, so we're not just filling it with dead air. We'll try and get something out. Uh, If you have any ideas of the sort of things you'd like to hear, or if you have any questions for us, send us an email at escapethispod at gmail.com, find us on Twitter, or check us out on Facebook and you can send us a message through there. Uh, And please, if you know anyone who hasn't listened to the show, or if you want to leave a review, Anything you can do to support the show over the break would be great. Hopefully we can come back for season two with even more listeners than we have right now. So with that being said, we'll get right into the episode and you can meet Dave. Hi, Dave. Hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, good. We're doing well. Um, Yeah, you could put it that way. I think Danny's I'm, a bit nervous. I'm terrified. Oh. Good. You understand what we've been going through for, <laughs> what is it, 14 episodes at this point? A little bit. Yes. You guys are insane people for doing what you do every time uh so so dave you you wrote a room yourself you've been playing the rooms with your with your wife i sure have and you've just and you've come up with one yourself that you'd like to run for the show absolutely my sons asked me to write one for them on a on a car trip recently and i thought it turned out okay i thought maybe we'd uh we'd give it a go it's really exciting yeah this should be very fun Uh, at least we get started yeah danny and i will play and (laughs) you can get going All right, here we go. I've got two words for you, my main man, Jimmy says with an awkward yet beaming smile. Megalodon sighting. You think to yourself, the giant prehistoric sharks that were thought to have gone extinct with the rest of the dinosaurs? That's right, said Jimmy. He already knows what you're thinking. You guys have been close since you were kids, well before he became an eccentric billionaire. I've been down there in this baby, my new custom-designed deep-sea submarine. I'm on the brink of capturing undeniable evidence that these creatures still exist. Jim looks you straight in the eye. Today, you and I are going down there. Today, we will make history. He poses in a triumphant dab and struts (laughs) onto the sub. Despite your trepidation, all you can do is chuckle and follow. Jim was always quirky, even before PTSD left him with paranoia and memory loss issues. But he's always done you right. Six hours later, you and Jimmy are God only knows how deep underwater. 
You catch glimpses of some rather large figures in the distance, but Jimmy shrugs them off as merely giant squid. Because, you know, those aren't anything yeah. to be completely freaked out by. Honestly. Besides, Jim continues, I have a cloaking device built into this sub. Though, now that you mention it, I don't think I ever turned around. Suddenly, boom! Something hides with the sub! The force of the blow knocks you off your feet and everything goes dark. When the auxiliary power kicks in, you see Jim lying on the ground. You rush over to check on him. He's unconscious, and a rather large welt is forming on his forehead. He'll be okay. Well, aside from the whole part where he's trapped at the bottom of the sea on a barely operational hunk of metal drawing the attention of some enormous denizen of the deep. So, for as long as you've been in this cabin, you've hardly paid it any mind focusing instead on what's outside the walls. Now, you survey the room as if seeing it for the first time. You know Jim sometimes hides little notes and puzzles for himself to help him with his memory loss. Maybe you can use them to find a way safely back to the surface. All right, so you are in the main cabin where you've been this entire voyage. You climbed in through a hatch in the ceiling At the front, or the bow, as Jim called it, is a porthole and a large console with a bunch of complicated-looking buttons and lights. In the rear of the room are three doors. On the port side... Port side. Port is left, right? Yep, you're (laughs) facing forward. Port is left. You got it. You got it. And over on that side hangs an assortment of emergency equipment and a wooden display case. Jimmy lies motionless on the floor nearby. Over on the starboard side, right side, are a footlocker, some kind of large book, and some city names. Hmm. So you definitely don't want to break anything in the room, nor mess with anything without some level of confidence about what it does. As bad as things seem right now, pressing the wrong button could certainly make them worse. So... What do you do? Oh. All right. Well, I suppose I'd better take a look at this console. Definitely don't want to press anything, but I'd like to know what I'm dealing with. Great idea. The main navigational console looks like a desk covered with buttons, lights, and knobs. At present, it seems to be humming in some sort of standby mode. Most of the lights are dimmed, save for one box labeled startup key. There's a very small circular hole in the center of the box. There's also a chair pulled up to the console. Well, can I check the chair? Is there anything, if I, if I feel around the chair or flip it over, is there any, any notes hidden on it? You give it a good look for secrets, but nothing, nothing strikes you as interesting. Good, solid, sturdy chair. I sit in it. You sit in it, your butt feels slightly more comfortable. That's it. So majestic. Goals all solved. What sort of creepy things do we see outside this porthole? The porthole is roughly two meters wide. The few shadows you can see out there look big, shark-like, and downright terrifying. Yep, sounds about right. Oh, well, anyway. All right, so that so the, the we need like a we need like a key or something to operate this startup. Something to stick in that startup box. keyhole. Okay. Can we can we pat down Jimmy? Good idea. You sure can. <laughs> That's probably a better thing to do first. Check the dying guy. No, I didn't say check the dying guy. I said pat him down to see what he has in his pockets. 
Well, he lies unconscious near the main controls. He does not appear to be in any immediate danger. Now, you don't want to invade his privacy, but you do feel like the situation is dire enough to give him a quick (laughs) once-over. His pockets are empty, save for a small pack of cough drops. Hmm. The top couple buttons on his shirt are already open, and on a chain around his neck is the largest shark tooth you've ever seen. Also tattooed on his chest is a little picture of Darth Vader's helmet with the characters V-8-R underneath. Jimmy does like Star Wars, (laughs) though not as much as sharks. I cannot draw a Darth Vader helmet. You don't need to draw it. Just believe in yourself. I have to ask, how hairy is Jimmy's chest? We both know this is the hairiest chest you've ever seen. He he does have some Italian in him, and his his hair is well. It's it's a bit of a mane, to be honest with you. But you can make out the Darth Vader pretty pretty decently. All right, if we need to touch that tattoo, you're doing it. It's Darth Vader with a beard. Um, I like that shark tooth. Would, would the shark tooth happen to be roughly fit in a hole shaped? The the tip of it seems to fit, but this is a pretty narrow hole. I'm trying to keep it metric, uh, maybe a third to a half of a centimeter. Okay. What's that in, in inches? Also small. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, we'll, I mean, we'll take the shark tooth with us, obviously. All right, you're going to take it off Take it neck? off his neck. It's a, it's a choking hazard. So what, let's, do you want to keep looking around and look at this wooden display that he's, on, that he's splayed out next to? Hanging on the wall is an ornate oak display case with a variety of shark teeth sitting proudly in individual velvet-lined cubbies, each accompanied by a small plaque identifying the species. Hmm. Does one match the tooth that we have from his neck? You scan around for a great white, and oddly, there's none there. Hmm. Is there supposed to be one there? Does it look like there's a display section for one? All the little cubbies are filled, but knowing how much of a shark buff Jimmy is, it does strike you as odd that he wouldn't have a great white in his collection. Hmm. So this is a, this tooth is a great white tooth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've been able to identify that, yes. The yeah. one thing They're I'd like to write impressive. down is that that should be G R eight, right? Like if that's how he writes Vader, he's written he'll have, there'll be some there'll be a code somewhere that'll be G R eight for great white. Who knows? Let's hope. Um, <laughs> so other than that, all the, these are just shark teeth in displays. Are there yeah. few enough that we should go through them one by one, or would that... No, too many yeah. for that, I'd say. I expected as much. Then let's check out the emergency equipment. Sure thing. You find a few life vests, a first aid kit, a fire extinguisher, and a box labeled Marshall. Ooh. Can we take that box and... Try and open it? Sure thing. The box opens right up, and inside you find two large handheld beacons, sort of like mini orange lightsabers. Ah. They're the kind that (laughs) air marshals use to direct traffic on airport runways. They do seem a little bit lighter than you would have expected, though. Oh. Do they they open up? Can we, or like, if we rattle them, does it sound like there's anything inside? Uh, You rattle them both, and one does sound like there's something inside. Hmm. Ooh. Let's open it up and see what's inside. You open it up and you find a crumpled up note. Yay! Reading stuff. Let's check it. Ooh. Okay, so it looks roughly like 010113, except that first zero definitely looks more like a small O than a zero. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, almost, or like a like a degree symbol, but on the at the bottom instead of at the top. Hmm. It looks like something that could be like reflected or turned around. Oh, hold on, look, Maybe. my threes aren't great at that. <laughs> oh, you just rotated, I just it, in rotated it in in my window. I mean, makes it look sort of like an E, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, he does like to use leet speak. <sighs> okay. Okay. What else should we look at? Yeah, let's keep going. We've got um. There's an entire shoe store hidden shoe in this store. thing. Yeah, a footlocker. Oh. <laughs> I hope that's. I don't know if that's an international brand of shoe stores. Let's head over to the footlocker. While we're walking towards the footlocker, I'd like to look up. At the hatch? Yeah, there was a hatch there. Obviously, I don't want to open it. I'm not insane. But you never know. Yeah, let's check out the hatch. The only notable feature on the ceiling is the hatch from which you entered. On it is stamped Bridge in similar block letters to the other doors. The ceiling is just out of reach. How irritating. There's no ladder coming down from the hatch that we could grab onto. You remember climbing in through a ladder, um, but the ladder must have been pulled back up through that hatch. Thinking back, there was a room back up there that was part of the internal sub. It might have flooded in this uh, collision, but you can't be sure. Yeah, okay. Alright. Jimmy, make a functional sub that you can climb out of when you need to. You never need to climb out of a sub. Once you're in them, you're in them for life. Um, Alright, let's check out the footlocker. Alright, you head over to the footlocker. There's a uh, college age kid in a referee shirt that's (laughs) uh, ready to size you. uh, uh, um, (laughs) Towards the back is a large military footlocker. It's dark in that corner of the room, but you can see the clasp is locked with a somewhat unusual padlock. It requires a date to open. A date? Well, we did just find six numbers, well, things that could have been six numbers uh, on yeah. that note. A thing that could have been a 010113. Oh, I'm so... Look at that. I hope it is, because then we don't need to deal with which months one's the day. Months versus <laughs> which days the month? first. That would it's be very be the first generous. the first either way. Apparently some people have had problems with that in real rooms. Yeah, I'd believe it. If I went to America, I'm sure I'd get very confused. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man, should we try that? It's six digit? It is. It actually is. Uh, well, it's uh, two digits, then a month, and then two digits. Okay. Cool. Well, why don't we try and put in 01JAN13. Okay. Sounds good. The footlocker opens. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Success. You're, you're nailing <laughs> First <this>. puzzle. <laughs> Inside, you find a variety of naval-related toys and games. Too many to sort through without knowing what you're looking for. Fair enough. On the underside of the lid, writing is scratched into the paint. Okay. Here is what you see. All right, let's read this lid. You can read it. Quite a bit of writing. You sunk. Only the two biggest ships are aligned north-south. The biggest lies furthest west. The smallest is between the two equal-sized ships. The biggest touches three other ships. No other ships touch. Fit everything in the smallest box possible. Danny, we're going to have to play Battleship. Oh, I assume that amongst those Footlocker naval games, there's got to be a Battleship game. You hunt around for that, and you see a game board called Battle Boats. Strikingly similar to such a a naval game you've played (laughs) as a kid. It looks fairly identical, but Hasbro might not sue me. Um, (laughs) In a tray inside the game are the typical five boats used in the game as well as just one white peg. Ooh, okay. 
All right. How much do you remember your battleship? So, yeah, how many ships? The, the ships are all different lengths, are they not? They are. Usually... If you don't recall, the big one is five pegs long. Yeah. The second biggest is four pegs long. And then, and then two there's threes. two that are three. You're right on it, Danny. And then the little guy is two pegs. Okay. I played a lot of computer battleship against way too smart computers when I was younger. We we can take these. So we've got like a five or four, two threes, a two, and we have a single white peg as well, which I think might have to be part of this mm. this kind of solution. Um, well, if we're fitting everything in the smallest box possible, maybe that peg will go in the very centre yeah, of it. Yeah, so why don't we try and... Because and... someone is a really bad hitter in Battleship. Why don't we try Sorry, and, and create... Like, let's, let's follow line these, these rules. Yeah, so we need what? The two biggest ships are aligned north-south. So the five and the four are vertical. Going up and down. And the biggest the one is lies further west. west. So let's do, what, we've got a five... I mean, I know we've got to put them in the smallest box possible, but for my... Sketching purposes, how wide and long is a battle boat's board usually? You scan it over and it seems to be uh, 10 by 10. Fair enough. I'm not drawing 100 dots though. Okay. The smallest ship is between the two equal sized ships. Okay, so going left to right those ones are because they're not aligned north-south. And the two is between them. The biggest touches three other ships. But no other ships touch. So, that big one, one, two, three, four, five, which I accidentally drew to make it about eight. Sure. Is on the left somewhere. Yep. Then, somewhere touching it, you've got a three up the top-ish somewhere. Yep. A little bit below that, but not touching that three is a two. Yep. And then again, below that, but not touching is the other three. So, all three of them are touching the five, but not touching each other. Sure. And then the four must be somewhere over here, but not touching. Yes, you would think so. It would have to be one space away from the ends of those threes. Yeah, oh, Mason E. Making an E shape. Oh, nice, Mason E shape. That's cool. And the four, I guess you could say that that looks like an I. And the one white peg somewhere can be an O. It can be the dot on the I. Old McDonalding. It could be the dot on the I. That makes a lot of sense, too. Oh, E1, maybe. Ooh. E1 would be a battleship location, wouldn't it? I suppose it would. Are they like chessboards where they have coordinates like that? Of course they, they are. Do. People have to they say do. them when they say where they're aiming. We take the single white peg and we put it into E1 on the battleship board. All right. The entire game board flashes green. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful. Then you hear what sounds like a disk drive churning. A moment later, it stops. That's pretty high-tech battle boats. Yeah. That's straight. Who needs battleship? We got battle boats. All right. Uh, so there's a disc, like the sound of the disc drive churning was from the actual battle boats machine, or somewhere in the distance. Exactly. Exactly. Right there. Um, right at where the peg was inserted. Ooh. And does anything else happen, or does it just start to grumble? Nope. It's silent again, and you're slowly realizing that you're still stuck deep, deep underwater, and are a little bit terrified. Oh, man. Oh, no. Okay, so something disk drive E, but... Is there, like, an eject button if we look around the sides of this thing? Can we get a disk out of it? Or is there no disk in it and we need to find a disk? It really just looks like one of the Battle Boats game boards. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you hadn't seen it just light up and make a fancy noise, you wouldn't have known it was anything else. 
Okay, well let's maybe Keep we need searching. to yeah let's let's see if that interacts with anything else in the world in a bit. Let's check out this. Is there a large book on the floor? Yeah. Let's check out this large book. Sitting on a rather barren shelf up towards the front console is a spiral-bound manual, hundreds of pages long and well-weathered. On the front cover is scribbled this note. Chew on this. Then there's three sets of letters. H-H-S, T-S, G-W-S. G-W-S. Ooh, ooh. G-W-S. Great white shark. Oh, yes. We need some, we need some teeth. And so we'll also need... So we've got a great white shark. It's HHS. It's hammerhead. hammerhead. We'll have a hammerhead shark. I don't know what T is. Um, well, let's go... Ch- I don't have toilet good shark. shark knowledge off the top of my head. Toilet shark. Toilet shark? Okay, let's yeah. Let's look for a toilet let's, shark. No, let's assume. Uh, so let's head back over to the shark display case. Is there a tooth for a hammerhead shark? There is. You're able to open up the display case quite easily and pick up the hammerhead shark tooth. It's quite nasty looking actually Mm. uh examining it closely you see it's got some kind of code uh, embossed on the tooth perhaps an identification code it reads ii dot four and then in parentheses a small b okay is there now is there a shark that we can see that would just start with a single letter t is there a t we're gonna be embarrassed when we hear it it's gonna be really obvious you look for a toilet shark, and uh, it, it, it's not quite there, but scanning around, there is only one that starts with a T. It's a tiger shark. Oh, of course it's a tiger God. shark. <laughs> of course it's a tiger shark. I blame you for some reason. Does this also have a code embossed on its teeth? It sure does. The ID is XII.2, and then in parentheses, H, a lowercase H. Hmm. Now I'm thinking they're, that they're Roman numerals. XII, I-I will be two, XII like will be 12. Um, what about that great white one? Yes, the one we have around our necks now that we're wearing in tandem to hold us together. Uh, does that also have a code embossed on it? Jimmy's unconscious, but he's clearly offended that you just stole his necklace <laughs> and are strutting around with it. Um, but in some sort of vengeance, it is spotless. No code <sighs> on the, on the oh. tooth. How interesting. Okay, so we don't know the code. You are pretty sure it is a great white shark tooth because you've heard him talk about that, that necklace mm. before. He won't shut up about it, really. Is there anything, is there any code on the actual, on the actual necklace? Not the tooth, but the necklace that it's like sitting the on? Chain-y thing. The chain? No. Oh, unless, oh, he had a Darth Vader V8R. So is, the, is that the V.8 and then in brackets a little R? Oh, could be. Would that be be the code for the Great White Shark? Could be. V8R. That's worth keeping an eye on. I'm going to put that down as a definite in my notes. Sure. Because why not? Well, I don't know what we're doing with these just yet, so I reckon that we should still look at the other things. We haven't looked at those doors yet either. Sorry, just going back for one second to the book. The book had had the HHSTS and GWS written on the cover of the book, right? Chew on this. Yes. Squim, squim, squim. Could the book be opened? Like, can we? Is, or is, does it have a little lock on it? Or can we just actually see what the book is about? He said it was huge. I don't want to read. It's way too dense for you to get anything out of it without some specific direction. Mm-hmm. But you do see it is laid out like a typical government publication, organized by mm. article, section, paragraph, etc. It's oh. like a naval <sighs> reg Sounds of some sort. Right. Can I go to clause two? 
6.4, subcategory B? <laughs> you do go to Article 2, Section 4, Paragraph B, and a piece of paper with some sort of mm-hmm. fill-in-the-blanks puzzle falls out. Oh, my. Nice. And just hearing that article something, section something does make my eyes glaze over <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. All right, uh, let's open this. Okay, so we've got, yep, a lot of blank words with some clues and one letter filled in for each and some boxes to indicate important letters that we'll want for later. Oh, yeah, here we go. So... First clue, martial martial art art with with chokes and holds. That's right up our alley. That'll be jujitsu. It sounds like it'll be jujitsu. Nicely written with the U instead of an I, which is always good. You can write the full word. I'll just write the important letters in this one. I'm also going to write the important letters. Shut up. Fine. I'll write all the letters. (laughs) So jujitsu... With the JJ in the boxes. They're the important ones. Yep. Takes over a vehicle. Starting with H. Hijacks. Ooh, hijacks. That fits. Yeah, okay. Hijacks. This gets us an I and a J from that. So we have JJIJ. That's a lot of J's. Uh, not analog will be digital. digital. So we have the I and the other I. Yep. So two I's. JJIJII. Interesting. Um, after sophomores. Oh my okay, gosh. Okay, freshman, I'm sophomore, junior. Junior. Okay. Of course, another J and another I. <laughs> JI. Um, fruity, fruity throat, throat lozenges. lozenges. Uh-oh. Fruity throat lozenges? Hmm. What would a fruity throat lozenge be? A strepsil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. All right. Um, well, it's assume that we're looking for things with J's and I's, because that seems to be where we're going. Yeah, that would make sense. Juba. Juji boy. It's a Juji boy. Is that a thing? Um, no, I have no idea. Um... Uh, let's skip that one for one okay, second sure. and get hurt. to hurt. Injured. Injured. Nice. Yes. So that gets you uh, the I and the J of injured. Mm-hmm. And last one, hot tub with, with jets. jets is a jacuzzi. jacuzzi. Uh, so it's a J and an I. So all we're missing is a word for a th- fruity throat lozenge. Which will have some J's or some I's. Have we heard anything so far about a throat lozenge? Yes. Oh my god, he had cough drops. Oh, did he? Yes, he had cough drops in his pocket. Oh, well, let's go back and see what cough what, drops he had What on earth were these cough drops? You check them out. Um, we'll, we'll let Bill have the honor of reaching into his pocket. And Thank you. pulls out the cough drops, and on the package says, Jujubees. Jujubees. So All right, so that's JJ. You were close. So we have J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-
using chart on bridge wall make code. Ooh, okay. So, so this is a like a like a, what a sequence of flags written down the bottom. You don't actually see the nautical alphabet, but it just talks about it. Okay. okay. So we've just got these J's and things, and we're going to make a code for them on the bridge wall, which we so that means we need to get to the bridge. So we gotta. Oh, wait, are we in the bridge no, or the bridge the upstairs? No, the bridge is, to upstairs, is upstairs through the hatch. The hatch said bridge. Okay. All right, we can do that. But first, let's look at the last clue from this book, which will be... Fine, keep reading. Section 5, uh, art, uh, uh, 8R. <laughs> <laughs> Danny curls up in the corner and takes a little nap as, as Bill hunts through this government regulation, finds the next section. Non-fiction not my jam. Not mine either. Bill astutely comes to this last section and finds a Morse code translation key. And this one is actually there. And I'm going to send it over to you. Escape roomers should just all know Morse code by now. Yeah, we should just have it on top of our heads. All right. Yeah, that looks... The only Morse code that I know off the top of my head is E, and E is accurate as a dot. Yep. So, I mean, that makes sense. Yep. One would hope that that's accurate. That it would be easy. Okay. Well, in that case, I think we're done with the book for now. Let's keep having a look around. Let's have these. There's a there's a there's a a list of city country names. names? Or city names. Over on the center of the starboard wall, a little bit high on the wall, are written the following cities: <sighs> London, New York, and Sydney. Yeah. Above each is a four-digit digital display. All are blank. Ah. Ooh, so they'll be time-based, right? I mean, it sounds like it. It seems like it would be fair. Hmm. Do we know the current time? You you don't, actually. You've been down there for so long, you think it might be mid-afternoon, but both of you foolishly left your cell phones on, and they quickly went into extended mode, drained themselves, and they're just ah. out of juice. No, it's like how international waters has no laws, underwaters has, has no, no time. time. That is that is true. That's a that's a fact. That's why Atlantis was so cool because they were immortal. Oh, of course. Mm. And uh, Jimmy Jimmy's body, if we're if we're looting, uh, has a watch as well, or no? Jimmy doesn't bother with such trivialities. Yeah, time means nothing to men like him. Uh, okay, cool. Well, let's uh, hold this off until we maybe find the time. Yeah, and how about those doors at the back? Oh, yeah, there's still three doors. Let's go to the back. You'd think that doors would have been a priority. We'll head back and have a look at these doors. The middle door reads engine in block letters, and on the right is what appears to be a closet marked caulking tools. Over on the left is labeled head in large block letters as well. You know it's the bathroom since you used it a couple of times earlier in the trip. That's where we'll get the toilet shark. <laughs> ah, nice. Where do you want to go? What a weirdo. Why does he call his toilet head? People call the toilet the head. That's a th- that's a thing. That's a phrase. Is that a thing? Yes. He's not just okay. referring to toilets as his own head and a strange personal quirk. <laughs> it's hard to know with people like Jimmy. <laughs> it is. That okay. is a bit of an evil thing. All right. Today I learned... Poop means not toilet, and head means toilet. Got exactly. it. <laughs> the entire back seems to have taken damage from the impact, showing mm. dents and disruption. 
Mm. None of the doors will open. Ah. And you don't expect that to change anytime soon. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm very glad I don't have three extra rooms to explore. (laughs) Whatever. I should clarify, it is caulking tools, not clocking. Oh. That makes sense. I'm I'm just following your notes, Danny. I'm blaming you. Shut up. Caulking? How do you spell caulking? We were talking about how annoying this word is last night. C-A-U-L-K? Actually, you're used to it being spelled with a U, but this is using an alternate spelling. It's just C-A-L-K-I-N-G. Caulking tools. Calkin. Calking tools. <laughs> okay. Can we do anything with these? Hmm. Is there a is there a cool code hidden in these that I'm not looking at? Caulking engine. No, I have no idea. Alright, is there anything we haven't looked at yet? I think we've looked at everything. We've looked at the porthole, the console, the display, the emergency tools, the 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 slowly losing all of its belongings body. We've looked at the Footlocker. The oh, we've got the. I mean, got, the Footlocker's led us to something. Like we've got this game that we can make turn like light up and, and make a whirring sound, but we can't. I haven't figured out what to do with it yet. That's true. We've got this book which has given us these three codes, but they're leading us to a chart on the bridge wall. Was there anything else in that emer- the emergency supplies? So there were some life vests, some emergency stuff, and a fire extinguisher. We never really looked any harder into those. We were preoccupied. We did look at the box. box. Yeah, the Marshall's box. That's true. Is there anything interesting about the normal kind of everyday emergency supplies? Is there anything in the lining of these jackets? You search the life vests, and they look like ordinary adult-sized life vests. There's three of them, and you don't you don't see anything out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And the fire extinguisher? Seems like a traditional fire extinguisher. You do note that for safety reasons, it is loaded with compressed water, as opposed to foam or some other kind of chemical. Yeah, that's interesting. Like we didn't have enough water, we've now got water. That's true, we have a compressed water sprayer. What can we spray with water? Jimmy. I spray Jimmy. You give Jimmy a good shot, seeing if that'll wake him up, and now he is unconscious, pendantless, and wet. And I took his cough drops, too. <laughs> Fortune. Okay. Hmm. There was one other item in the emergency equipment. Oh. I which... have an emergency cross drawn on my notes. And that like is on the, uh, the med kit, the first aid kit. <laughs> that would be it. And in there, you see uh, pretty much standard supplies, but one item stands out to you as odd. Okay. A small circular mirror with a yellow plastic rim. Almost like it was the lens to a toy camera. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Is there such a toy camera in that toy box? You go over to the uh, to the toy box and you root around for a camera. You don't see a camera per se. Okay. Can we at all attach? The camera doesn't attach to this to this uh, battle, bo- battle, battle boats, boats game in any way, does it? No, it's just a, a small plastic mirror. Could be a a little girl's toy compact or you're not really sure. Mm-hmm. But from that Battle Boats game, it seemed like you solved that and you put the peg and it seemed to load the peg. It seemed to, to activate the peg somehow. Oh, can we take the peg back out again? You can. Oh. Does it fit in the in the console startup key? Let's try. All I right. did not think of that. What is this magic Battle Boats game? You insert it. 
fits like a glove, and you hear a computerized female voice announce, State authorization code. Of course. Um, I say, My name's Jimmy, and I don't have time for codes, you damn computer. Now turn on! Does that work? The the computer gives you the most rude retort it knows. <laughs> utter silence. Ah. <laughs> Okay, so we need an, what, an actor, an authorization code. And I wonder if we're going to get that from the other stuff. Ah, how do we get up to the bridge? That is a great question. You, you do seem to have a lead that you need to get to the bridge, but how can you get up there? Can I just stand on your shoulders and open it? Hmm. Is this allowable? There was a chair. Oh, there is a chair. Yeah, we used the chair. All like right, let's do that. Would. I think Danny would appreciate not, not having you up on, on her shoulders. So you drag the chair under the hatch, and you find you can stand on it and access the hatch just fine. We do so. Sweet. All right. You gingerly spin the airlock wheel, testing to see if any water seeps through, just in case there was a breach in the room above. Fortunately, the hatch swings down to reveal a dry room. However, it seems that in the collision, some large piece of equipment must have fallen over top. And it all but completely covers the opening. Uh, Try as you might, this thing will not budge. You have barely enough space to fit a few fingers through. You'd think they'd secure stuff better on a ship. Right. I know, right? I fit a few fingers through. I feel around, see if there's anything I can feel. You feel the air is just the slightest bit uh, warmer up there, but you Uh can't actually touch anything. Okay. And the the thing itself, I can't feel any pattern on the thing that's covering the the porthole, the manhole. It seems like the back of a big old cabinet or something, but it's just sheer metal. Hmm. We've been foiled. Uh, We've got a mirror, a tiny mirror. Can we use the mirror to see through the gaps? Seems like a great idea. So you you stick the mirror up there, but it's such a small (sighs) space, and the the width of the ceiling to the floor of the room above is just too large. You can yeah, see, just see a little bit more floor. of the ceiling, but you really liked that idea. Oh, ooh, okay. Good idea, but not quite. <laughs> we use the shark's tooth to cut through the metal. I don't think yeah. that works. Um, what else haven't we used yet? Well, there's those three doors. Yeah, but they're locked. I don't know. I mean, unless the names are giving us a clue. Well, if we can't get into them, there must be something. You really liked that mirror idea, uh, but it just it just didn't reach. Here on a on a submarine, what might you is, be able to use there a, from down below? Is there below? a way? Yeah, is there a way to make like a like a um like a periscope? Is there anything oh. in the toy section that's like a kid's toy periscope? Um, you find a small bright yellow toy periscope. Damn! It's far from military grade but it looks like it should serve its intended purpose, though there seems to be a piece missing. Is it the, the piece in our hand? that you have fits right in. All right, All right. good call. I use the, peris- the periscope to make it seem like I'm about a foot taller than I usually am and experience the world through a large man's eyes. <laughs> you do so, and you, you look around for a while, feeling very proud of yourself. Danny just kind of looks at you and gives you that kind of facepalm look. You can't have to look tell up at because me. you're looking through the periscope. Um, so we, we use it to look into the into the uh, bridge room. Let's see if we can poke through that giant cabinet blocking our way. 
the periscope does fit up there. Yeah, good call. And you're able to see into the room above. There's three large items hanging on the wall. One is a translation of a nautical flag alphabet, and I'll give that Ooh. to you in a moment. Nice. Another is a big poster of air control marshal hand signals. There sure are a lot of them, actually, and, you know, some of the poses look to be downright funky. Not hmm. sure what to make of that one. And third, there's a large world map. Cool. So time for more show and tell. Here is the nautical oh. flag alphabet. All right. Oh, nice. What? Sorry. So looking at this nautical alphabet, these are flags that represent each individual letter. Yeah. Now, if we look at the letters J and I, yeah. what do they look like? I is a dot. It's a black circle on a yellow background. Yeah. J is a dash. It's a white line on a blue oh, background. Oh, my God. These are going to translate to Morse code. Wow. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. So, so J and I are dots and dashes, uh, or the other way around, respectively. Okay, so I is a dot and J is a dash. Now let's get that Morse code thing back up and figure out what we got. So we have um, dash, dash, dot, dash, dot, dot, dash, dot, dash, dash, dot, dash, dash, dot. Now, I don't know whether these are going to kind of combine together to make different codes or whether they're all just two-letter ones. If they are all two-letter, we have M for dash dash. We have A for dot dash. Good so far. And we have I, I for dot dot. Dash dot is N. Dash dot is N. Dash dash, dash, dash is M. M again. Dot dash is A. Dash, dash dot, dot is N. Is N. So main, main man. man. All right. That sounds like an access code to, that a loser would have. Oh, yeah. Can we go back to the computer and try the access code main man? Didn't even need to. As soon as the words main man <laughs> came out of your voices, fantastic job on that, by the way. Yeah, you really hear well the female voice. Exiting standby mode. Excuse me while I reload. Whatever the task, feel free to ask, though my answer might be in code. The board springs to life, and the lights and gizmos are fully flashing, intimidating as ever. One immediately catches your attention, though, a big shiny button called Auto Resurface. Ooh, that does sound helpful. No, I want to stay down here. I haven't given up on my quest to find this megalodon. And I'm, That's a I'm good ashamed point. that you have. <laughs> so there's a big button that says Auto Resurface. Let's press it. Already? You can't resist. You just, you just have to press it. You and your buttons. <laughs> Three dials light up next to the button as another limerick fills the room. Mm. Here are the next ports of call. It's time to visit them all. Toronto sounds fun. Dublin has sun. And Melbourne will sure be a ball. Well, I already had London, New York, Sydney going there. Sydney, Melbourne are the same... We're the same time zone, aren't we? I believe we are. Yeah. Presumably Toronto, New York might be as well. Maybe. Because they're both East Coast, North America. Dublin, London could be as well. That seems Because that's a very narrow okay, country. Okay, so we've got three cities there that may be on the same time zones as three cities there. But they don't have times yet, do they? Did we... Can I ask the computer what the time is? Can I say to the computer, hey, what's the time? The computer says it is 
242. 242. AM or PM, computer? Be more specific. Oh, now it's 243 uh, PM. That's it. I don't even know what time zone we're in right now. Oh, that's true. Where are we? Do you, do we know what time zone we're in? You are off the coast of Peru. If you can't tell, I'm making this up on the spot. <laughs> lovely, lovely. All right, so times where we are may not be that important. You look over at those cities as mm. you made that yes. connection quickly, and you see the clocks now have numbers on them. Ooh, oh, okay. Which read? London has 1000. Mm-hmm. New York reads 0500. And Sydney shows 2000. That seems fair, time-wise, London being 10 and Sydney being 20. Yeah, we're GMT plus 10. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Okay, so presumably those three other cities that we found... Will match up, so therefore let's assume they match, and Toronto will be 0500, Dublin will be 1000, and Melbourne Melbourne will be 2000. So we have 500, 1000, and 2000. Which feels like it's important. (laughs) What did we need to do at this point? Oh, well, we have, you know... There there were three buttons that appeared when we pressed that auto-resurface, wasn't there? Or was there three three lights? Three dials. Dials. uh, Like knobs that you can twist. Uh, There's indicator lines on all three of these circular dials that are currently pointed straight up. Now, are are there numbers on these dials that looks like they would match with 500, 1,000, and 2,000? I wasn't There are no that. numbers. I was thinking that we'd um, just turn them so that the dial looked like they were facing towards clock Oh. Points. So, like, turn the first one so that it looked like it was pointing towards five. Yeah, so they're like, they're like 360-degree dials? Yes, yes. Sweet. Yeah, okay, let's turn the first one so it's pointing... Uh, down 150 right. degrees clockwise. <laughs> Good. Uh, to five. Um, let's put Dublin to uh, 10. 60 degrees anti-clockwise. And then let's set the third one. These aren't labelled Dublin and Melbourne. I'm just, just doing one, two, and three. And the third one. To eight, so 150 anti, 200 or 204, wait. Doesn't matter. We put it to eight. You hear some gears cranking below. Yeah. It seems too good to be true. Meanwhile, you notice that the water out the front porthole seems to be a different hue than it was before. A bit more gray. It's not Hugh Grant. Perhaps it's just your mind playing tricks on you down here. You lean in to get a closer look when suddenly a gargantuan eyelid gives way oh, and you nice. find yourself staring into a giant eyeball that takes up the entire front porthole. Oh, you man. stagger back in sheer terror. The eye slowly moves away as well, and the dim light shines on the rest of the beast. It is so big, you can't begin to see it all while this close, but you can make out what is unmistakably a huge dorsal fin atop the creature's back. So Jimmy was right. (sighs) Next, you feel the sub start to ascend. You've longed for that feeling pretty much since this voyage started, but now, actually, you would just as soon not do anything that might draw attention. Your fears are answered Mm. as another collision rocks the ship. The rear wall... The rear wall buckles even more, and you brace for what might come next. But it is just silence. Silence and a slight hissing sound. Oh, no. 
Your eyes follow the sounds up to the porthole. The hiss grows a bit louder, then pop! Oh, no. Out of the edge of the porthole, the computer exclaims, Warning, please be advised. You're probably all gonna die. Uh Hold on a sec. Let me check for a way to keep you alive. You hear some strange sounds near the leak, and the ship seems to have stabilized it. You aren't losing cabin pressure, and the leak isn't getting worse, but there is still a stream of water filling the cabin. Your current priorities are to stop this leak, ensure the safety of everyone on board, and somehow get the shark off your tail. Okay. Leaks, I don't know how to stop except with my own body, so I'm going to press myself up against it just as a very temporary (laughs) fix. Getting the sharks off our back, though. This ship had a camouflage thing that wasn't on. Oh, it does! This ship has a slum-slum-slum-slum. You're right. Words! (laughs) The ship has a cloaking device. I say to the computer, activate cloaking device. So Danny presses herself up against the uh, uh, the leak. It, it's coming in so hard that it doesn't seem to do anything. So you are much. now conscious, terrified, and like Jimmy, wet. <sighs> but you do ask about um, some some kind of cloaking device, and some colored lights light up on the console, and you get a response. The Limerick Lady is back with more. Yeah. To keep the ship secure, pressure wash all the doors, lest the grime, over time, makes them not work anymore. Ooh, 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 ah. ooh, ooh. I go over to those doors that say calking engine head. Man, so Jimmy's doors don't work because he didn't wash them? Yeah, he's a loser. What a slob! <laughs> uh, I take the, I take the, I take the, the pressure, the... Fire, fire extinguisher. extinguisher, the fire extinguisher with the water, and I take that water from said fire extinguisher and I use it by pointing it at those doors, and I press the button on the fire extinguisher, water comes out, it hits the door, and I continue doing this until <laughs> there is a change of the cleanliness of the door due to the water coming out of the fire extinguisher. I'm sorry, Bill, you're being far too vague. I can't tell quite <laughs> what you mean. Um, but wait, I, it, actually, it does work. You give the doors a good pressure washing with with the fire extinguisher, not exactly thrilled about causing even more water to fill the floor. Mm. The black block letters labeling the doors seem to have washed off, revealing colored versions underneath. Mm. On a hunch, you do the same to the bridge above, and mm-hmm. this is what you see. Ooh. I assume that I resent you because somehow amongst all of this, you did not get wet. Uh, no, I did not. The water is at least up to your uh, knees right now. Yeah, so it's magic. The bill is getting wet, get wet, as is other things in the sub are getting wet also. <laughs> Jimmy drowning on the ground. Oh, no. Um, okay, so what we have now are the words bridge, head, engine, caulking, tools. They are written, each letter has a different color. There's yellow, green, blue, red, and I believe that's all of them. Why don't we, oh, and a lighter blue. Uh, do you want to collate them by colour? Do you want to collect them by colour as opposed to by word? I guess that's fair. Well, why don't I'm going to start with with I'm going to do yellow and green. Okay, then I'll do dark blue. Is that dark blue or purple? Eh. I must admit your your brilliance is unparalleled here. But did did you say that Jimmy was probably drowning on the floor and just kind of moved right along? Yeah, definitely. I mean, okay, okay. just dead... wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. Well, I mean, bodies float, right? Yeah. That's why, that's, 
you know, I assume it's salty enough down here that the water coming in is all dead sea levels. Yeah. No, we'll put him on the chair. Fantastic. You you prop him up kind of uh, weekend at Bernie style on the chair. Seems to be doing much better. Okay, what have you done? Hmm. Okay, I have got Yangakol de Hue for the pink one, and then, oh, there's light blue as well, T.O. Which is just T.O. Well, I've got Bedinnels and Regiang. All right, they don't look like words as such. Can can we... Is there... There aren't really words. I mean, T.O. is a word. D-H-E-I. That doesn't seem to to scramble hide. and hide. All right, cool. So they, they'll, they'll scramble. All right, so we have two. We have hide. Let's look at this Iangakol. Ing... There's an ing. A locking. A locking. Cloaking. 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 Uh. That makes sense. That's a word we're looking for. Cloaking. All right, now we just got to do your stupid um, words. So I've got B-D-I-N-L-S. Blinds. Blinds. Cool. You're very good at this. And R-G-E-E-E-A-N-G. Oh, goodness. That's a tricky one. That's so many E's. Right? Let's assume it ends with an E. We have an N and a G as well. They go together. But we don't want to put all the consonants together because there are so many vowels. Hmm. Well, rearrange? No, there's only no, one R, not only three. One R. You do notice in your peripheral vision that those colored lights that lit up uh, mm. are the same colors as the words. Yes, I thought about looking at those, but then we started rearranging stuff and well, it seemed to work. So maybe it, maybe it will, though. Maybe that's the order of the words. So what's the, what are the order of the colored lights? The colored lights from left to right are green, purple, yellow, blue, red. And which okay. links to green? Gr- green is this the one long we don't word. Know yet. Pink. Oh, sorry, purple. purple. Yeah. So that's um, cloaking. Okay. So yellow is blinds. Blue, blue is two. two. Red was hide. Hide. <sighs> All right. What are you, word? Angry. Why are all those E's in a row? It's so distracting. I'm going to rewrite them in a different order. Yeah, please do. Bill said rearrange a little while ago. Mm. Yeah. But it couldn't be right. No. Gee. E-grange. Uh, e. I like N-G-E as an ending. But that's so many consonants used G-R-E-E-N. Greenage. Is greenage a word? Re-engage. Re-engage. Re-engage cloaking blinds to hide. Cool. No sooner do you say re-engage cloaking Eh, blinds than the voice states, Cloaking device engaged. Exterior threat neutralized. Okay. You dare to look outside. You see there's some kind of darker sheen around the... uh, around the ship now and the console seems to be emitting these sonar waves that you're i don't know you don't know much about ships but you're hoping that means you're hidden um Um, just as a quick question is there a camera available i feel like jimmy would probably enjoy it if we took photos of this megalodon to vindicate this entire journey well bill you start to dig around for a camera you wish your cell phone actually had some juice left but meanwhile Danny dares to look outside, and in her case, she thinks, fortunately, there is no sign of the megalodon. However, with all the added weight of the water you've taken in, the sub Mm. is no longer ascending. In fact, it seems to be slowly sinking further into the depths of the ocean. 
Lovely. An area on the console flashes. You give it a closer look. It's labeled Expunge Cabin, and it has two dials. Again, both dials have little orange indicator lines facing straight upwards. The voice again says, To make the water abate, you need to revisit a date. Two by two, squish them to see which signals relate. Come on, Jimmy. You are so paranoid that even if the cabin (laughs) is flooding, you have to obfuscate your reminders in these riddles. As his still unconscious body floats by, you are seriously tempted to slap him. <laughs> so I, we have a date to revisit. It's the 1st of January, 2013. Okay, sorry, what was that? Two by two? Mm-hmm. Two by two, squish them to see which signals relate. So I think there'll be some kind of uh, uh, relation between these numbers and the chart of Yeah, we haven't used our singles. air control hand gestures. So why don't we yet. first have a look at that chart to see what we're going to have to try and squish these into? Um, what does I the guess. chart look like? Clever clever thought, but there really are just too many of these uh, signals. Again, you vaguely remember seeing them before. You didn't know there were this many hand signals. And a lot of these guys seem to be doing some pretty strange things but there's really too many to, to iterate through. But is the chart effectively pictures of people like just holding them in different directions? Exactly right, exactly right. They might be holding them straight up to, uh, say, move forward or something like that. Cool. Mm. Okay. Um, is there any way we can make this look like people holding things? So that date that... The 010113. But it's a little O first, which looks like a little head and his arm held up directly above him. That's true. But then the next one just looks like a really big head and his arm holding up above him, so that doesn't quite work. Um, draw them slightly closer together. Oh, like a D, maybe an A, <laughs> and a B. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Yes, when you squish them together, they read D, A, B. So we take the two sticks for the marshals to use and we dab at the computer. <laughs> You dab at the computer. You feel really, really silly, almost Jimmy-like. And I flip a water nothing, bottle at it as well. Nothing actually happens. You can only imagine this artificial intelligence lady is just kind of laughing at you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> she's taught us to dab. Yeah, is there anything on, those, on that uh, chart of air marshal signals that looks like dabbing? Scanning the custom hand signals, there are two pictures of guys who are unmistakably dabbing. The captions read left release position and right release position. What are we going to do with those? What do we do? We've got release positions. Are there, is there anything on the console that looks like some kind of release positions to the left and the right of the consoles? There were two dials that lit up next to the expunge cabin button. Oh, yes. Uh, Can we turn uh, one to the left and one to the right? In any particular um, orientation? Um, Well, the one on the left put the dial so it's pointing off to the left, to the port side of the ship, and the one on the right put the dial so it's pointing off to the right? No! No, I'm an idiot. I apologize. Unless that works, in which case I don't. But I'm assuming it doesn't. Keep, keep, keep going, keep going. 
I'm not with you. When someone, when someone's okay, the, the person will dab in a certain direction, right? Like a diagonal direction, a, a dab diagonal. Okay. Direc- so we turn the left release so that it mimics the angle at which the person is dabbing the left release. <laughs> And we turn the right one to an angle that mimics the angle that the person is dabbing for the right release. You rotate both dials so that the orange lines face the same direction as the orange beacons in the dab pictures. Cool. Yeah. After what feels like an eternity, you notice the water level fall. You give give another glance over to Jimmy to make sure his head is still above water and then simply allow exhaustion to overcome you as you fall into a back float. Before long... You gently touch down on the floor of the cabin as nearly all of the water has drained away. Hey. You turn and look out the porthole and see the sub is once again ascending. You did it. Oh, Oh, nice. Back on the surface, Jimmy finally comes too. And you fill him in on everything he missed. He asked if you got any pictures. He said you tried, but he sighs as you eventually have to shake your head. Nice try, my main man. You almost had me fooled. But everyone knows that sharks don't have eyelids. Still, I appreciate the thought. But hey, tomorrow, we can go back down there and see one for real. What do you say? Uh, hey, Jimmy? Hey, Turn Jimmy. on your goddamn cloaking device next time. Yeah, you dingus. What were you thinking? <laughs> I slap him. He says, yeah, yeah, that I, I, I deserve that. <laughs> I return to him his shark tooth, and I say, there you go, have a shark tooth. I don't have anything meaningful to say. I just thought I should return the belongings that you own. He looks at you incredulously, like, how did, how, what, huh? And then he just kind of puts it back on. We've seen everything, Jimmy. And, (laughs) what? (laughs) We dab and go home. Great job, guys. Oh, nice. Oh, man. That went really well. Thank you for that. That was a really, that was a really nice, enjoyable room to do. Thank you for, for putting that together and, and, and bringing it onto the show. How did you feel running it? It was great. It was great. Um, I'm no stranger to this sort of thing, although I've never done exactly this before, but uh, it's a lot of fun. I think you guys have a really good thing going. Yeah, that was awesome. You it seemed like you did fantastically. I understood everything. I think my pictures make sense for the most part, so you described everything really well. And yeah, it was exciting. I'm usually really wary about going into a technological setting because I worry that it'll be hard for people to get a good grasp on it, but no, I had no trouble with that. Yeah, went really How did you feel, Danny? Playing your first room. It was absolutely terrifying, but as soon as we got one puzzle in, I just went, oh my god, not a failure. Okay, <laughs> it's all right from here on in. Yeah, no, that went really well. Um, I Again, as always, I haven't timed us. I'll put our time in in post. And our time was... 64 minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, yeah, there you go. Interesting. Wow, you guys did great. Or <laughs> <laughs> terribly, who knows? That was really good. Did Thank we do you. anything horribly unexpected? No, actually, um, I'm trying to think of how I can say this without blowing smoke up your butts, but you guys <laughs> did fantastic. You really you really were on top of it. Except oh, me for your just total apathy for Jimmy's well-being. <laughs> um, that's, that was a little, a little unexpected. I've got to assume that a billionaire who doesn't think too hard about his cloaking devices kind of has a death wish. He, he's a sad man deep down. No, it was fine. It was all just friendly joshing. 
We were just having a fun time with Jimmy's unconscious body. It was all fine. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. That was really well. It was really exciting. Uh, yeah, I hope I can do more of these again. We can have more guest rooms because yeah, that was that was really good. Yeah, that was great. Now, do you have anything that you want to mention as being existent on this podcast? Do you anything want to you plug want to anything? I do have a project that, that I'm working on. It, it's a Bible-centric escape room. Ooh. If you happen to be listening to this and you're in the greater Frederick, Maryland, USA area, and your church group, your family activity, or your, your church retreat would be interested in such a Bible-centric escape room experience— I've got one uh, in the works that will be ready by the time this podcast airs. And you can contact me at escape at dcagames.com. Again, that's escape at dcagames.com. We'll also put that uh, address in the show notes so you can click on it from there. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on and and hosting a game for us. I think we did okay. And I don't think we have any... uh, preview for another room. No, we'll be taking our Australian summer break for a little bit after this. Wonderful. So, we'll be back. Sometime soon. TBA, TBC, etc. You made it through the bad times, you made it through the good, you always knew you could.